Welcome everybody, this is the My Blue Bricks Real Estate Podcast. I am Aaron and we're a real estate investing community based in Barcelona and today I'm here together with Hector. Hector, how are you? Everything is good, how are you? How's everything been? How's everything going on lately? Everything good, excited about today's podcast, right? What, what do you think of it? I think what's really interesting, I think there's a lot of topics that we can... Uh, export from this one especially from people that are at the beginning of the real estate journey so i think it's going to be really useful for not it's going to be useful also for people that are in a bit more advanced journey but especially for people that are really interested but they don't actually know how to start so i think this is going to give them a little bit of a journey how to they can create a strategy and a plan for yeah. for the next five years or however you say they want Platform. Yeah, yeah, and today, today exactly, we've been talking with Thomas, and Thomas is a starting real estate investor. So a lot of people that are just starting out, wanting to know how to get into real estate, this is your podcast. We're going to talk about basic strategies, financing, how to work with investors, or how to buy, which strategy to choose. Okay, um, all that and more in today's episode. Is there anything going on lately for us to, that we could share now in the intro, Hector? Uh, yeah, uh, uh, we're gonna keep putting as much content as possible in our social media on our, on our account. So make sure to follow us on my blue bridge. And I hope you guys enjoy the, the, the podcast with Thomas, which I think is gonna be really, really interesting. Yeah, it's going to be. So make sure to listen to the end because in the end, we're discussing some other mindset things that you will for sure also like. So, okay, so without further ado, let's go to the podcast with Thomas. Let's go there. We have today the guest Thomas is a very close contact from, from myself and Hector. Maybe you don't know him that well yet, but you will for sure get to know Thomas well in this session because he's an amazing guy, a good energy, always good conversations and looking forward to, to talk further. Thomas, I mean, we know each other for some time already, but these talks always, you get to know each other in a different way because you can really explain where you're coming from, right? So good that you're here. Uh, you're good, everything fine? Yeah, everything's fine. Thank you for that nice introduction, man. Really appreciate it. And yeah, thank you guys for having me as well. I'm excited to do this and uh, yeah, it's gonna, be, uh, it's gonna be fun and uh, everything is good with me, man. Good, good to hear that. So we talk about real estate a lot in this podcast, real estate mindset entrepreneurship. Could you explain a little bit your background for the people to get to know you? Definitely. So uh, my name is Thomas Hoptai. I'm uh, born and raised in Norway. Uh, I have family and uh, my family is from Eritrea. Uh, I've uh, moved to Barcelona around five, six years ago. And yeah, today I work in as a sales, sales account manager in a software company. I've been doing that for the last three to four years. And uh, yeah, now I'm uh, in the beginning of uh, my, what can I say, real estate, a real estate investor journey. journey. So uh, yeah, I've been to a couple of uh, the meetup. Obviously, we talked before. I remember uh, a couple of years ago, Irvin, you uh, recommended me the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I think that was really what clicked and kind of made me be like, you know what, I'm really... I need to move in on this. So yeah. that's where I'm today. So I've been the last couple of years, my only focus has been to kind of work hard and try to save up money. And now 
I'm in a stage where I kind of have the financial situation. I'm in a good place and now I want to kind of learn more about it and actually just get started. And you created it for yourself, right? I mean, you've been working your ass off. You came from then maybe not being so comfortable to, to a position where you're now comfortable. You can make the decisions that you want. And, and so what, what did the book, what was the rich that part of what did it for you? What, what is your, what changed for you after reading it? So for me, it was more about like, I, it's maybe sound weird, but since I was a kid, I always wanted to become a father for some reason. I always thought that, man, to have kids is going to be the coolest thing ever, right? And uh, I was realizing during reading Rich Dad Poor Dad, basically that I'm, I'm, my time, like, I, my time is so valuable. Our time on this planet is so valuable. You only have one life, you know? And the last, man, I'm 32 now, the last 10 after, I mean, I've always been like, you know, following the role, you know, I, I come from two parents who immigrated to Norway and uh, for them, the most important thing for them was, you know, that their kids were secure, that they had a job, they, they, they had education, they had a job and then could make money, right? More the basic uh, stuff where exactly. for us normally we don't even have to think about it anymore almost, right? Exactly, because there's so many opportunities, but like an entrepreneur spirit, there was not even a discussion in our home. You know, when I was 10 years old, my dad gave me a piece of paper, like a contract, where I had to sign on saying that I was going to study finance and business at this university. This will be my first job and this will be my first year income. And he did the same thing to my brother. He said, if you guys want to keep watching cartoon, you got to sign this paper. So since then, I never questioned in my subconscious mind. I always knew what I was going to do. You know, there was not even a discussion. So even when we were kids, you know, we went to school and they were asking all the kids, what do you want to do when you go big? And I said, I'm going to be an accountant. And she was looking at me funny, like, are you serious? And I was like, that's what I'm going to be. So I think when I was studying, so I actually did the whole thing. I went to university and I studied business. And that's when I realized, you know what? Why am I really studying this? You know, why am I studying business? I was so far in it that I had to finish. So I finished it and I did some marketing because I thought that was pretty fun as well. And that's how I kind of end up in sales. And then I've just been going that route, you know, working hard, trying to just kind of, what can I say, float by or just live life like I'm supposed to be. And uh, yeah, I, the thing is, I do have some friends that went a semester in New York, right? Mm. And started a real estate business in New York as well. And they making super well and doing great things and they, you know they're traveling and they're doing they kind of made it set it up for themselves right so they now have all the passive income coming in and they're now had the time to do what they really want to do you know one of them has a kid and he's traveling with his kid he's really like and he's always trying to tell me like come on man it's easy anyone can do it you know it's easy it's easy but it's a lot of work and it's a long it's a long way to go right but exactly. in, in, in in principle everyone could do it because you don't yeah. need to be a genius for it so i think that's what he's so basically his message is that when he says easy what he means is that it's not comp it's not that uh, complex or complicated right. people might think it is but it does take hard work but anyone can do it exactly i would say more like it's simple but not easy mm. but it seems it can seem very complicated from the outside you know like none of my both of my parents never owned real estate before you know so I don't have anyone, I don't have any references, so I don't, I can't look at my family and see like, okay, how do they do, you know, because they've been renting their whole life. So uh, I come from different situations, but I'm realizing now that it is possible and that's, I'm, I'm ready to kind of jump into it. Yeah, yeah. I think, sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, so it's, 
this whole thing, I mean, it's easy also that when you're in it and then when you're doing some deals to then be saying, okay, yes, the RI is this, the yield, and then you come with all these different KPIs and then it makes it look a little bit overwhelming that it's, again, you make it too complex. And so the most difficult thing is same with football, right? The most difficult, difficult thing is when you make it easy. So the game needs to be easy. And that is what we always try to do because yes, we're now doing bigger deals. We have more units, so there's more money involved. You look at different KPIs, but the, the thing is to make it understandable for everyone. Yeah. And it's and we know that sometimes we go to these seminars whatsoever and they talk very complex about all these kind of KPIs. Mm-hmm. And that's the opposite of what it should be, right? Because it should be transparent, should be for everyone. So if there's one thing that we always try to do, and Thomas, I'm also curious, is that we try to make it as as basic as possible as informal as possible so that everyone can just connect, come together and, and learn from each other, right? Do you, have you been seeing that from, you know, well, from all the meetups that you've been going to? And that was, well, I haven't been to any other real estate uh, investment meetups except from your guys, uh, but I was just about to say it. That's why I like coming to your meetups. You know, you have people from all levels and you have like last time I was there, there was this guy who was uh, been working with real estate for the last 20 years, you know? And then there was this girl who just moved to Barcelona and didn't even have anything ready yet. She just was interested in real estate. And he talked to so many different perspectives. And then he kind of, you know, and the Norwegian guy that I met that you connected me with as well, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's, I think the community guys I build is, it's amazing. And it's community, what I, right? It's almost so is real estate, but the community is almost more important than mm-hmm. the real estate. It's investing is investing money is money real estate is real estate but what is the big what's the big motivator so that's what i'm asking a lot of times myself as well what is it then that really is motivating me and it's more the community part more it's connecting people like you're saying the two worlds so it's coming together mm-hmm. then all friends business partners investors whatsoever all opportunities that that, that arise from it that is pure pure gold so uh, hector you wanted to say something before sorry no, no, don't worry. Uh, he was talking about like he's at the point, like uh, he's starting, and I think it, it, it can be useful for because a lot of our people in this community, or even myself, once we are decide to start, we can be overwhelmed, overwhelmed with all the information around. As mm-hmm. you said, a lot of people that kind of make it easier, but there's a lot of people that they want to make it as difficult as possible. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to ask him, like, where is he finding most of the useful information that is helping him to prepare for for this journey? Because I think it, it can be obviously we're gonna provide as much content as possible, but I think it can be something uh, useful for people that are in the same in the same moment that he is, like they are preparing for. So if you could share a little bit where you're getting most of your information, kind of the strategy that you are putting into into place. Yeah. Honestly, most of the information I'm getting, I'm trying to search a little bit everywhere. And you know, Idealista, there's a lot of information on yeah. Idealista. Idealista uh, is the, the, the platform the portal, where, you, yeah. where, you, where you search for apartments in Spain. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And there's also some other website, you know, other real estate agents, you know, like uh, Barcelona Property Experience, which has everything in English. Because another thing is that my Spanish is not as good as it might have should been. So it's a little bit hard for me to kind of read real estate uh, news in Spanish. So I'm always trying to find the English ones, which is also a little bit limited, you know, but I would say, yeah, invest property Barcelona or something called, there's an Instagram page you can follow as well. 
but uh, yeah, and I'm also just trying to talk to people. You know, I have a Danish colleague who just bought a real estate apartment in Barcelona as well. Mm. Talk a little bit with him, you know, who he used, how he how he went about it. But what I'm discovering is most of the people that I talk to are most of my colleagues. They buy to live there themselves, you know, and that's yeah. not the approach I'm doing. I'm trying to do it for like a purely investment type of type of thing. And so, how did they respond to you when you explained that? Because still for me, I mean, people know now that we're real estate investors, but if I'm explaining to people, okay, I'm buying it to rent it out. I'm not living yeah. it myself. And then they're looking weird at me. Do you also still see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would you do that? I mean, you would, if we would pay rent and then that's just stupid to pay rent and the thing is blah, blah. So yeah, of course I get that. But for me, I don't care. I have like, and like I told you, I have you. Who, 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 who's doing exactly what I'm talking about. I have a lot of other friends who's doing it as well. So for me, it's never, I don't really, I don't really care. Yeah. And, uh, but it, the same thing. So I started a dropshipping business during COVID, right? Ooh. And everyone's looking at me like dropshipping. What are you, why are you doing dropshipping for? Hey, could you explain thing. quickly what dropshipping is for the people that don't know what it is? Of course, of course. So dropshipping is basically that you, you build an e-commerce website and uh, you don't really, you don't really create the product yourself but your web shop is linked to maybe a factory in let's say china mm. and whenever someone orders from your website their order goes directly through china and then the factory in china will send out the order to the customer so let's say you pay five euros for this product in china and you sell it on your website for 15 euros right mm. and then you'll make them 10 euros uh, okay but just so people don't start hating on this, like the fact that uh, you get in, in charge of all the marketing and all the private exactly. So it's not like he buys it for five years and then he just tricks somebody and, and paying, paying the, the triple. Exactly. You, you, put your, you put brand your brand and everything. Exactly. You put your brand and everything. And it's basically, basically what you do is that so you don't have to have an inventory yourself, you know, basically it makes yeah. it easier. Uh, and I remember when I was talking to people about this, everyone was like, "What? Well, you can't, you can't, why, why would you do that? I mean, there's so many other online web shop and businesses like, so I think most people don't have this entrepreneur mindset. So if you don't have that, it's kind of hard to, so, I mean, I don't really mind much. So, uh, but yeah, I didn't, that was basically, but it didn't, I, I tried it out. It wasn't kind of my thing. So I kind of stopped it in the end. But uh, yeah, so yeah. you can't listen to everyone else, everyone's opinion, you know, when you want to do something. Yeah, yeah, no, it's 100% <laughs> sure. Yeah. Hey, so you, you've you been coming to the meetups. You have an honest interest in real estate. So a lot of people that are now listening, we have been interviewing some other people that are more experienced. So we went more deeper into some real estate strategies, what they think about it, how they've been growing their portfolio with you. I think it's very good because people can relate to you as that they're in the same situation. They're excited about real estate. They, they've been reading Rich Dad Poor Dad and now mm. they want to get started, right? But how, how do you get started? And and well, I think that you were asking that before already, that Hector, right? And then, so, and what are the hurdles, things, obstacles that you're seeing or that you're sometimes bumping into that that are sometimes more difficult to, to get over with? Are there a couple of things that, that come to your mind? So for me at this stage, one good example is that I've been trying, I'm, I'm using uh, La Caixa, my bank. I've been trying to set up a meeting with uh, my advisor to hear a little bit about like, okay, the mortgage, how much can I get in the mortgage? 
uh, and how how was the process of everything. And two times in a row, he basically one time he didn't show up to our call, and the second time he canceled right before. Mm. So I mean, uh, I'm realizing the bank is not that. Uh, it might be just a coincidence, whatever. But he's not been following up, so I'm, I don't know if that's like Kaisar, if this person in particular. But like I said, I'm very in the beginning, so for me, I would maybe like to flip it a little bit, you know, and ask you guys, you know, what are the things I should think about before? Like when and at this stage I'm in now, like what are the things I think about when I'm going to invest in real estate? Because I'm not even sure if I want to do like uh, buy an apartment, flip it, or buy an apartment, rent it out long term, and just let them pay down the mortgage. I think I think that's really uh, a nice phrase because I was going to ask everyone in this case the same thing because I know like okay I'm Spanish and I'm in Spain, so for me it's a little bit easier when it comes to all the financial stuff talking to the bank. But I wanted to ask Erwin in this case, because he deals a little bit more with this. What are some of the hurdles and problems that people from outside, from let's say Netherlands, Norway, wanting to invest here in Spain, are facing with the with the bonds? Some of the difference that they can face and I, I won't face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so banks in general, I mean, if you're dealing with traditional banks, Thomas, um, you need to make yourself a little bit more sexy. So come them with a deal and let them know, hey guys, I want to invest. I have a good contract. You're working for a big company. Then you then you make yourself a little bit more interesting. If you just say, okay, hey, financial advisor, do you have 30 minutes to talk about what I want to do? It's a very, yeah. it's no lead frame. Most likely it's that. Hey, but if you want to have some good context, we normally then advise you to talk with some mortgage brokers. Just okay. these people are then not only talking with one bank, but they're talking with 10 banks and it will get the best offer for you that normally but thanks in general hmm? you then have an should you, should you already have found an apartment before you actually go in to talk about a mortgage or well, you, the can, you can pre-approve yourself yeah okay. but but you need you need to let them know that you're that you that you're into action right because okay. there's a lot of time wasting exactly people that are just coming there yes i want to do something with real estate you need to you need, you need to make yourself sexy that's it you need to right. you need to make yourself worth their time and then banks in general, I mean, for people living in Spain or not in Spain, the difference is not that much. The only thing is that if you're not a resident, fiscal resident living your whole year in Spain, banks will not give you 80, 80% mm-hmm. loan to value, right? So for example, loan to value means if the valuation is 100K, they will not give you 80%, 80K. But if you're if, if you're not a resident, they will give you 70%, so it's 70K. Okay, okay. okay so it's not that. It's not that different. No, I thought there was like, because no. we we talk a little bit about it, and I thought there was like a bigger difference. No, it's not that different. So the only thing is, of course, your situation needs to be good, right? And how do yeah. banks look at your situation is working contract. Uh, the bigger the corporation, the more serious it seems. Then the risk profile for them is 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 less, or they they see yeah. you as a better. It's just how they yeah. analyze risk. Then uh, what is important though is, well, they will look at you maybe a little bit different as a risk profile that could be a little bit higher if you're from a different country because, uh, yeah, you're just coming from there. So then you need to, and maybe they will do then something with the interest that the interest will be a little bit higher on the loan that they're giving you. The most important thing though is that you just before going to the mortgage broker or to the bank is you think about it what do you actually want what do you want to get out of the real estate so why real estate in the beginning is that then financial freedom is that 
and then what does financial freedom means to you? But yeah. what do you actually want? Is that like you're saying? Is that do you want to do flipping? Do you want to buy a property, rent it out? Pesca two, it's real estate and they're very close to each other, but also very different, very mm. different. Okay, mm. so for example, with flips, you don't need a a mortgage. More so that in Spain, they don't like to give you a a mortgage, and then if you flip it, if you sell within one year, they don't like it because mm. they start to make money on the long run, right? Yeah. So they will make you to pay a ending clause to still get some money in, but they will in their records they will note it. So you need to watch out with that a little bit. Ah, uh, okay. You can do that maybe once, once or twice, but after they will take it again in a risk analysis, and maybe yeah. then they will come back to you and, and they say, okay, that's that's not going to happen anymore. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, but that's the so so okay. Then I want to now flip it again to you. It's then what is your background now at this moment? Then, if for example, do you have capital to save up to buy for a whole property? Uh, renovate it and then sell it with cash well normally in barcelona a property is easily going to be 200k you will need to renovate it so i don't know 50 40 50k or Malencia, you can do it for one 100k or less even because we are doing it there mm. or are you looking is your capital not that much yet to be doing that so you just want to buy something with a mortgage uh, that they give you the, the part, right? The loan to value. Yeah. And then you just pay the the purchase tax and small renovation and rent it out. What, what, what do you think? What lies, what lies closer to you? So uh, definitely getting a mortgage and, uh, and buy something. And uh, if I have to fix it a little bit, I, that's fine. And then rent it out for, for a long term. And then, so my plan, initial plan without kind of looking really deep into it was uh, get my first property, rent it out uh let them pay down their mortgage if i have some extra income coming out of that that's great but that's not a necessity and then trying to save enough money to get my second property buy a second property rent that out and kind of i'm trying to make like a 10-year plan and then see how many apartments can i buy based on how much money i make in those 10 years and kind of build a portfolio of apartments perfect and that that is the end because that is giving you guidance right because imagine in 10 years maybe you can buy 10 apartments or five mm. apartments and five or 10 apartments can already get you a long way with yeah. having enough passive income streams that maybe you don't need to work anymore. Maybe you're not a rich okay. person earning 5,000 euros, but maybe a thousand, two thousand or more than two thousand and, and that is bringing you a long way, right? So okay. then, but there's different ways of looking to that. How much do you want to earn? Your yield, uh, yield is normally how they calculate how much you're earning for your monthly income, right? So your mm. yield is then the monthly income times 12 divided okay. by the buying price okay wow. so for example if you're earning 1000 times 12 12k and you're buying it for 100,000 then it's 12 percent your yield mm. it's it's gross okay so they need to, so there must there's some other cost yeah so normally we look at deals that need to be at least 10 percent Okay. Yeah. For an investor to make it worth their time, it should be at least 10%. But oh. how do you want to do that? Do you want to do that with traditional renting, the room rentals, or do you want to do that with tourist rentals, right? Because um, tourist, normally traditional renting is normally a little bit lower monthly rent, but there's yeah. less work needed. So what True. What do you think? Well, what, what, what? I mean, these are also what I'm looking into. I know that, for example, to get uh, a tourist license in Barcelona is uh, 
possible yeah. from what I've heard. So, I mean, if I could get one, if I could find an apartment or some property that already has it, that's amazing, you know, and try to maybe hire a, a management who can kind of run that whole process for me so I don't need to be so hands-on. Mm-hmm. Um, or most likely it would be long-term rental. Uh, I think that would probably be less less work for me as well. Um, but also if I then look outside Barcelona, you know, for example, Valencia, I guess it's not that as hard to get a tourist license there. Yeah. But then again, I don't know how. how not that, that easy. Not that easy either. So, but yeah, it's probably not that hard. Because I was going to ask you about that. If you are open to other other areas, of you really want to do it, the first one in Barcelona, since this is where you're living, or you're open to. So honestly, for me, this is a pure investment. If I can see a better investment opportunity in Valencia, I would go for Valencia. Uh, obviously, I had to kind of put, uh, spend a little bit more time reading about Valencia and what are the risks and what does it mean for me to invest in Valencia instead of Barcelona. Obviously, I know Barcelona. I know the neighborhood here since I've been there for a while. I don't know. I've never been to Valencia, either, so I don't no. know anything about Valencia, all the neighborhoods and stuff like that. So, would you recommend? Would you recommend that there win for a beginner, like the fact that like uh, he is investing three hours away in a city that he doesn't know that well? Um, for the first, for the first one, I wouldn't. It's, it's again, it's it's based on your analysis, right? So, yeah. so and it's based on your capital. So, if you now say that you have enough capital to be buying something, because although you're getting a mortgage maybe for an apartment in in, in Barcelona, which is for example then two or three hundred k, and you get eighty yeah. percent, you still need to come up with a twenty percent, ten percent of purchase tax. Plus a renovation. So let's say 200k, which normally an apartment is more expensive than Barcelona. That is then 40k down payment, 20k purchase tax, mm. 10 or 20k renovation. But it's easily already more than 50k, and not everyone yeah. has 50k in a bank account, right? Mm. So if you then do it, and then yeah, it's true. So it's better to do it close to where you are, yeah, yeah. because then if something happens and something will happen, it's easier to go there to fix it yourself. True. At the same time. As your investor, you need to look at what is the best result of your investment. So I would advise go to the market where the the results are the best. So yeah. if that is Valencia or the Barcelona, just go there 100%. Mm-hmm. And the same also for you. Let's say at one point, and we haven't been talking about that, and maybe that's not relevant for you at this moment. You invest in one apartment. It's going to be a rental. You're going to rent it out. What if the money that you should invest in a flip, which you need more cash, is not yourself? Right. What if you're working with investors yeah. that are investing in your deal that you don't have to pay the money, you don't have to come up with the money, and you can still then in the end sell it and get your part of the of the profit, right? Mm-hmm. So then you don't need to have everything yourself needed, right? So and that is the game that we are playing at one point. Yeah, basically, we pay the whole apartment cash, right? No mortgage whatsoever. Yeah. 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 Could you explain a little bit? Because uh, I think that that's something really interesting for people to know, like how usually those partnership works in terms of how do you guys split the percentage. I think in this case, it might be something interesting for people that are starting and maybe they have the knowledge, but they don't have the 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 money yet. Mm. So first of all, how to look for the partnership, where to find that people besides your family and close friends, and then how the split usually works. Yeah. So finding is quite simple, I would say. 
just being active and trying to look in your network. And a lot of people don't do that. Or even going more back than that is that they feel bad of asking money from other people. Because we've okay. been growing up that money is not really a good thing. I can really relate to what you're saying, Thomas. I'm also coming from a working family. Money was something not really to discuss. Money was just to earn from a job, get yeah. just enough to pay everything what we want to pay, go yeah. to a holiday once a year, but not, not nothing more than that. So we first need to get out, that out of the way. And then just look actively in your, in your network and you will be surprised how many people are there and they're not doing anything with the money that they're earning because they're in the same struggle that we have been our whole life. So what they're doing, they're earning the money, they're putting on a bank account and that's it. And if you earn more, you put it in a bank account. At one point you need to pay interest over your, your bank account, right? Because if, mm. I don't know, over 100K, you need to pay some interest. So that's the first thing, just talk with people. And if you really want to get into this, then use social media. I mean, we've been starting with that on LinkedIn, just showing what we have been doing. Honestly, not being the expert again, not talking as the expert, difficult languages, easy stuff, but showing what you're doing honestly, transparently, uh, talking about your investment, about what doubts that you have, maybe even, right? You can be honest with that. And then everything starts from itself. And then friends and family, they talk with other people and then it grows. And how do we do that? You can do it in different ways. The, the most important thing is to, to listen at the investor, right? What do the investor want? Is that a fixed amount of percentage? Is that a variable based on the selling? Is that a mix of the two? So we've been seeing that um, we have a lot of different type of investors, but one is risk averse, right? Very risk averse. They want something fixed. And the other one is that they want to earn a little bit more. So what we have been doing is normally with our investors and how we do it, eh? there's no golden rule for that. We give them a fixed amount, they invest with us alone. Uh, we give them a fixed amount and then based on the selling price, normally it's a flip. Mm -hmm. Based on the selling price, we give them a, a variable part. So for example, X amount fixed and then how well we sell that X amount can go up to the uh, higher amount. You get, the, you get what I'm saying? So the investors, they kind of, <clears throat> so if you mind saying they secured, like they're not going to lose their money anyways, or is there a chance that they will lose their money as well? Well, investing, there's always risk. There's always risk because loans are not really backed up by anything else. So hmm. a loan is, it's a personal guarantee or a company is guaranteeing then that loan. Uh, but it's not like going to a notary or going with the bank that they have an asset that they, it's, it's a loan. So it's based on a lot of trust. So trust is super important mm. uh, to get that with your investors. But just to have in mind, maybe, because maybe you're not now there at that point, but at one point you do maybe want to grow, or like you're saying, in 10 years you want to be at X. So how much money, and it should not only be m about money, okay? But how much then should you build up in terms of units, in terms of monthly cash flow, how many cash flow or passive income mm. streams? And if you want to go faster, then you should talk about or think about uh, other people's money because that is the way to grow. Well, like I mentioned, <clears throat> like I mentioned earlier as well, I do have some friends that's been investing in New York, amongst other, and wants to invest in Barcelona. Mm. I do have just the funny thing is just by talking about it to other people, yeah. you start to realize there are more people interested as well. Yeah. Oh, <clears throat> yeah. So Hector, I mean, you with your so. We now know you a little bit more, Hector, but you with your business, um, Hector is in the, in the books, in, in, in the book business. Uh, his, his business is called Books and Box, uh, selling not only a book, 
but with a whole experience with it with a, with a, with a box right it's an experience and stuff like that to read in a nice way are you are you funding everything yourself or are you working with investors as well director no i'm funding everything myself yeah um uh, yeah in this case it's an e-commerce uh, thomas uh but yeah i'm funding everything everything myself uh i I'd rather do it that way but um but obviously we're not talking about the same amount of money that for uh to start this project that to rent in a to buy in a house mm-hmm. so no no nothing like that okay and the reason why i'm asking is that every successful no you don't need to be successful but every serious company bigger company yeah with loans right without other people's money you cannot grow to where you want to be so if you take yourself serious if you think about exponentially growing that's not for everybody but if you think about growing taking the next step you should be thinking about other people's money because you're almost stupid to not use that okay so all the big companies out there that we know and they're the most accepted uh i don't know just look around uh, for sure mercadona or mcdonald's everything everyone so why not should we right so we need to get that out of our head and that's the almost the most important thing that i'm talking with a lot of people about yeah the perfect the perfect example of talking about that is uber for example they haven't earned one single euro so that's even that's also that's also startups yeah. are not making money yeah. but of course they sell the dream that in five or ten years everything exactly. will be perfect and mm-hmm. and that's also a big business yeah 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 I have a question actually about the, so when you guys buy real estate like should we also like for me as a as a private person should I buy in real estate an apartment how how hard will it be to get the second and third property and should I put it under a company should I create a company and put the apartment under the company or should I just keep it in my name that's that's a that's a personal it's a personal thing you need to have a, you need to analyze it for yourself okay as a company there are some things that you can benefit from for example with with, with taxes with you yeah. can play with costs and, and and income and you can balance that out there are some benefits of having a company you become more serious so if you want to work with investors at one point you should have a company because mm. you need to present yourself in, in a serious way at the yeah. same time a company also costs money it costs mm. so to create a company is paying costs money and also to keep it active so it's a it's a plus and, and and minus. A lot of people are also just doing it on their own own name. I mean, if you're just yeah. building your portfolio with your money, with your capabilities, then you can also do it from your personal uh, uh, personal situation. Even better, so that again, if you have a good contract like you're having, then banks are more willing to lend you money because with a company, they look at your company results. You need to have yeah. a track record and you mm-hmm. need to have good numbers. And then if it's good, they will give you a lower loan to value. So. Okay. All these things to have in mind. So yeah. even with the second and third and the fourth property, it will still be fine to have it under your name. Yeah, it's perfectly fine. All right. But the only thing that I will say is like once you start getting more properties, uh, having a comp under a company like under the company umbrella makes uh, gives you a little bit more. Uh, so let's say it's on your name. Like if anything goes wrong, all your assets go like you are more exposed if you do it on your name that's yeah. the only thing yeah, that that's, we'll do. That's, true. that's something to to consider depending how how much do you want to grow especially mm-hmm. if you start in new markets new ways of investing and you're not 100 percent or something that you haven't done before mm-hmm. i would say that having it under uh, the umbrella of a company gives you a little bit more 
safety. Security. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, every serious investor company out there yeah. is doing it as a company, 100%. And also if you work with investors, it's based on trust, but yeah. you should not be personally responsible because sometimes it's out of your reach what is happening. That's true. Yeah. That's for sure. Okay. Good talks. I like it. I like it. We're coming to the end of uh, of the session. Okay. And I just wanted to ask you one more question is that what is something that you would like to share with the people that are listening that gives you motivation, inspiration? What are you listening to a lot? Is that a podcast? Is it a book that you're reading? Something that, that you think that other people can learn from? Um, uh, so for me, I've, uh, man, I mean, Rich Dad Porta, obviously, if you haven't read it, definitely have reading. It's a, it's a game changer and it helped me a lot. I even made my girlfriend read it as well. And she, uh, also is now kind of going into the same mindset. Uh, for me, um, honestly, lately I've, I'm so lucky that my girlfriend is now, uh, during COVID, she took herself like this, uh, uh, what's called meditation and mindfulness certification. So she's now a coach. Mm. Uh, so we've been doing a lot of these mindfulness uh, exercises, you know, like for example, like writing a gratitude journal in the morning, you know, what are you grateful for? For me, for example, when it comes to things that can be very unpatient, you know, I want things to happen right away, you know? And also this real estate thing, you know, I was like, man, I want to make everything should be fixed within a year. I want to have five properties, right? But what I'm also understand is that I cannot only look at the end goal, but also try to enjoy the process as well. Exactly. Yeah. And trying to have fun while you're doing it. So practice mindfulness. This is what mindfulness is all about, right? So practice mindfulness, gratitude, you know, enjoy life because you only get one life. Uh, and yeah, honestly, I don't think that if you really want something, you might, it's only about learning. It, either you'll win or you'll learn. And if you keep going at some point, you'll reach it. So it's all about consistency and being, what is it called? Uh, resilience. Mm-hmm. That's very good. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Hector, is that something that, you, that you're into? Uh, meditation, mindfulness and stuff like that? Gonna be uh, meditation. I try to be honest. I'm in the process because uh, I for a while I was really into yoga, so it helped me a lot with with stress. The only problem I had with meditation is at that point I, I guess my I uh, was going through a lot of stress, so maybe it wasn't the perfect point to start because or maybe it was, but I as you as you as you just said I wasn't. I was just focusing more on the end, like, okay, my brain has to shut up for a little bit. And I was not enjoying that, the process that until you get there. Yeah. Uh, so it's something that I for sure want, want to try again and get going again. But I, w- I was into yoga for a while, which is yeah. similar. So nice. the thing is, I haven't tried yoga yet. So, I mean, my girlfriend, that's what her next mission is trying to get me into yoga as well. But yeah, I'm not sure, but let's see. Uh, it goes well. If you go to the gym or practice in a sport, it really, it really helps. Though. All right, I'll try. It. Um, I'm also actually, by the way, really into mindfulness and, and meditation. So that's that's very good, um, very good ideas, Thomas. So again, uh, thank you for coming to the show, being with us, sharing your 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 background, your your story. I think a lot of people can relate to it. For now, it's been amazing to be talking. We will see each other soon again in the in the meetup. Um, Hector also thanks for being here amazing show and I will take us out let's 
uh, get to the end. If you want to see more, make sure to be, be listening and to be hearing our podcast and see you all soon again. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, uh, my blue bricks. On Instagram, by the way, it's a good one. Sorry. Yeah, Instagram followers, my blue bricks. And, I got you. And see you all soon again. Bye. <laughs>